Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today's message comes from the Old Testament reading of 1 Samuel, as you heard a few moments ago. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I'm going to begin today by asking you a question. Same question I kind of asked the kids already, but what are your biggest fears in life? What's the one thing or multiple things that you are the most afraid of? Go ahead and answer. This is one of those things that you can feel free to shout out and answer if you want to. Things you're afraid of. Okay. Whew, starting off hot. Pun intended, I guess. Falling down. All right. Hmm? Mm. Getting old. <laughs> Being old. <laughs> Carnival rides. Mm. Um, you know, I, I think some of the things we heard from the kids, you know, maybe it's spiders, maybe it's snakes. Um, dying, you heard dying. Some, some people are afraid of not just dying, but dying alone, right? Or the way that they die. Um, maybe you're afraid of your children dying. Maybe you're very simply afraid of failure. I mean, there's lots of different things that we can be afraid of. But you know what I didn't hear any of you answer as to the things that you're most afraid of? I didn't hear nine-foot-tall giants. Nobody's afraid of nine-foot-tall giants. Nobody said modern-day Goliath. And maybe that's because it's, it's just not a practical thing in our world today. Right? Not to say that people can't be nine feet tall, just that we wouldn't face them like the Israelites did back then because most battles today aren't fought like they were with David and Goliath. That being, as Goliath says, right, you beat me one-on-one, right, and the Philistines, they will be your servants. But if I beat you one-on-one, then you will be our servants, right? You'll be our slaves. This one-on-one challenge was a way for victory to be determined much quicker than whole armies going against one another, and thus less lives would be lost, Right? less lives than necessary. Now, we don't have fear of armies getting together and bringing forward one person to fight for the, the whole people. Right? Our concerns would be more like armies getting together and launching missiles at us, not giants or rocks. Also, no one is fighting with swords and shields anymore. Right? It's like guns and Kevlar. Let me ask a different question but I'm going to have you keep this one to yourself. All right, so you can answer it silently to yourself. Don't shout it out. Just listen. Think of your answer. What are the most important things in your life? If you're going to write the, the top priorities in your life down, right, what's on the list? What's number one? What's more important than all the rest? All right, you got it, everybody? You got something in your head? You got some, something jumping at the top? Something that fits as the most important. Now, if you have that one important thing, let me ask you this. 
If it's so important to you, would you be willing to fight for it? Or to put it another way, are you willing to die for it? I mean, if some of you said that the thought of of dying was one of your biggest fears, what would be that one thing that you would face that fear for? That you would take that fear head on? Because it's not as important as the thing that you are fighting for. And if you're not willing to die for whatever that thing is, is it the most important? The Israelites and the Philistines were on the battlefield. And Goliath, what does he do? He defies the ranks of Israel. That's what it tells us. And this means that Goliath is, he's speaking out against the people of Israel. He is talking smack to them, right? He's telling your mama jokes to the Israelites. He is not treating them very nicely. And in defying Israel's army, he's also defying God, who is the protector and defender of his people. So Goliath isn't just talking trash about the people of Israel. He's also talking trash about God. And King Saul, who is there, and really he should be the one to challenge Goliath since he's the king, and everyone else, they hear all these words of Goliath, they see his size, and they're afraid of, they're afraid of him. They're shaking in their boots or sandals. And David, this shepherd boy, someone who is not even yet old enough to serve in the army, he just happens to be near the battlefield and he hears Goliath talking crap. And he says, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Whereas Saul trembles in fear, David has no fear. And in calling him an uncircumcised Philistine, he's kind of throwing some trash back at Goliath, if you will. Because calling someone uncircumcised would be to say that they are not chosen by God. You're not one of God's people. You're not a believer. It's an insult, even though it doesn't really sound like it. And David's like, I'll go fight him. And Saul, who is still scared, says, you can't fight this Philistine for your buddy youth. And he has been a man of war from his youth. In other words, kid, you're going to get destroyed. And David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. David has something greater than his height, greater than his battle experience, greater than any weapons or armor. He has the Lord. And that's what he was willing to die for. And with the Lord on his side, he has no reason to fear. And so David collects five stones to go with his sling, and he heads to the battlefield. And you can imagine this scene, right, playing out, the size differential, right, the look on Goliath's face, like, are you joking? This is your champion, this puny little boy? And David says with all confidence, I come to you in the name of the Lord, the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand. You can imagine that Goliath had probably a pretty good laugh at that. And then they race to the battlefield. And as quickly as it begins, it's over. 
So this isn't some long, drawn-out, hand-to-hand combat that lasts for, you know, 15 minutes like we're used to seeing in the movies. There's no Goliath beating down on David and then David has to come back from the the brink of defeat. No, this is one shot, one rock, and it's over. And the giant falls. If you were watching this on the big screen, right, you'd have this built up, right? They're going to tell the story of David and Goliath and they're going to build it up on the, the battlefield and all of a sudden you're like, that was it? It almost makes you wonder, I don't know if you ever thought about this, but it almost makes you wonder why David picked five stones. He knew God was on his side. He trusted that God was going to give him the victory. Maybe he also planned for the impossible. That he, in his humanity and imperfection, might miss. That he wouldn't hit the target the first time. That it would be deflected or he'd hit armor. So what about you? Put yourself in the place of David or Saul. You're up against Goliath. But what is Goliath? What are your giants in life? What are the things that are most challenging for you? The hills that seem too big to climb. The things that seem too impossible to overcome. What are you up against right now that's just staring you in the face and laughing? Just tearing you down, weighing on you, causes you to be afraid, insults you who you are. Is it some of those things that we talked about before? Is it things like your health? Constant sickness, terminal illness. Is it recovery from a surgery or from some sickness or from cancer? Is it debt? Right? You're just swimming in pools of debt. Is it the busyness of life? Is it time management, trying to be all things for all people and be at all places at all times for all people? Is it things that you've been fighting for for a long time and just haven't been able to resolve? Do you have family issues or marriage issues or children issues or not knowing your place in this world, not knowing your place in this church, not being content with all of your life circumstances? On top of these things that many of us have going on, these giants, these challenges that we're faced with, all of us have three Goliaths that are the same. It's the devil, the world, and our sinful flesh. The devil wants, first and foremost, to take away your faith. And he's only going to attack you if, in fact, you have faith. If you don't have faith, then he already has you. And there's no reason to go after you. The world wants you to be like the rest of the world. It's going to tell you what living your best life looks like. And it's going to be a life without God. Because the world is living life without God. And the world sees no need for God. Because the world says that what matters most is yourself. That's what matters most. You. 
You are the most important thing. And not just that, but you are God. And the world and the devil, they work together. Because the world is under the control of the devil. And so they take the emphasis away from God and they put it on you. You don't need God. You don't need the church. You don't need the word to tell you what to do and how to live your life. You don't need the Lord's Supper. And your sinful flesh just eats it up. Your sinful flesh loves it. Because your sinful flesh is selfish. And it wants you to be first. And it wants you to be the most important thing in your life. It wants you to be number one. It wants you to see yourself as God. And it wants you to believe that you don't need God. That you are the God of making your own decisions. And that you're not accountable to anyone or anything because you are your own God. And your sinful flesh is going to tell you that that's a great way to live. The world and the devil are going to tell you that that's a great way to live. Live for yourself. Let everyone else figure out the rest. It's easy to see all these things, to hear all these things, and and view them as, as giants. As Goliaths. A challenge that seems impossible for you to overcome. And it is. For you. So how do you conquer the giants in your life? Can't do it by yourself. You need more than just five smooth stones. Even David understood that. You need God. Remember, David was a man after God's own heart. That's what we need. Except our sinful flesh doesn't want that. Our focus should not be on the things that come and go, the things of this earth, the things that are transient, the things that don't last. Our focus should be on the things that are eternal. God wants to give you more than just stones to fight your giants. He wants to give you himself. And the greatest giant that all of us face is death. And because we all have this sinful flesh, this sinful nature, because we're born into sin and we do actual sins, what we deserve for our sin is death. If you think living your best life now without God is going to get you anything in life, it will. It'll get you death. And not just physical death which is what all of us deserve and likely all of us will get. But it's going to get you eternal death. The world, the devil, our sinful flesh, they want to tell you that you don't need God. And that if you live life without faith and without God, then it's okay. But the reality is, is if you live your life without faith and without God, then that's exactly what you're going to get in the life to come. You're going to have an eternity without God. That's what hell is. Forever being separated from God. It's what our sinful flesh thinks we want, to live life without God. But there's nothing nothing worse than that. And in order to defeat these giants, God gives us more than five smooth stones. First, he gives us three nails. That went through Jesus' hands and feet. 
as he's nailed to the cross. He gives us Jesus' life for ours. Jesus dies in our place, becoming our sacrifice for our sins. He takes the punishment that we deserve for our sins. He takes our death. He takes our hell. He becomes sin for us so that we're able to have the forgiveness of our sins. And that's why Jesus had to come, so that we would not face death, so that we would not face hell. And it was the only way. David needed one stone to defeat the giant Goliath. God also only needed one stone. One stone that was rolled away from the tomb, revealing an empty grave. Because Christ is not dead, he is alive. He has risen, and with that, he brings us eternal life, salvation, heaven for all who believe. I asked you what was the most important thing in your life, your top priority, what you would be willing to die for. If your answer, if your answer was faith, if your answer was God, are you willing to do that? Die for him. Because Christ was certainly willing to die for you. And so he gives us his Holy Spirit to create faith in us. So that when all of the messages of the world come before us, that we can see through them and that we can still hear clearly the message of God's word, of his great love for us shown in Jesus, that we can hear and by hearing we believe and through his power be willing, if the time ever comes, if persecution ever comes and we know that it will, that we would be willing to die for Christ, to give up our life for him, to die for our faith, because we know that at the end, eternal life is there for us. But while eternity is not yet fully realized, and while we're here on this earth, Jesus, Jesus gives us his word and his sacraments. Again, faith comes through hearing the word. And faith is what saves us. He gives us baptism, and in baptism, the Holy Spirit and faith and forgiveness and eternal life are present. For where there is faith, there is also salvation. And then he gives us his supper, Jesus' body and blood, for the forgiveness of our sins, for the strengthening of our faith, and for our salvation. And Jesus promises us, just like he promised his disciples, before he ascended into heaven, that we are not alone. That he is always with us for all time. And because Jesus is with us, we have nothing to fear. Not the devil, not the world, not sin, not death. Christ has the victory over the devil, the world, sin, and our sinful flesh. And much like he was with David in victory... He is with us in victory. He's there to help in all of our times of need. He is greater than any giant, and he helps us conquer our giants, no matter how big or small, no matter how long they've been with us. Christ has overcome all things, and so shall we. Amen. And now the peace of God which passes all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.